0: Hey, before we get to the bullshit, quick reminder, follow us on Instagram at listen to this why you shit. follow us on Twitter and listen and shit. And if you have the time, go over to our Apple podcast page and give us a rating and review, whether you love the podcast or you hate the podcast. Tell us why you hate or love it. Thanks for listening. Let's get to the bullshit.
1: Cool times, not all the time There's something that's been killing me Falling apart, it's tearing me unwillingly Wait, no, I'm cool Don't worry about me, I think that I'll be fine As long as I'm just following the rules I live inside my head, that's not a great thing But it's keeping me alive, so yeah, I'm cool
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Listen to This White Shit podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, the only podcast that encourages you to listen to while you shit, the fastest growing Podcast, and the history of podcasts. Do not Google that. That is a fact, though. Who are you going to believe, nigga, me or Google? They're mining your data right now. Be afraid of them, niggas. I'm your host, Dom Sharp, and I'm back again to knock you over the head with some new fucking content. I actually got through that without fucking it up, so that wasn't, there's no edits in that. Not a single one, so be proud of me. Thank you for showing up again. I appreciate you for being here. You about to lend me your ear holes for maybe about, I don't know, 45 minutes or so. I appreciate you, and I love you. You are valuable. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Have a good day, sweetie. (laughs) (laughs) But in all seriousness, uh, honestly, I appreciate you, uh, all of you that come to me and listen to me every week. Um, the amount of love I've been getting on Instagram, if you don't follow on Instagram, go to the Instagram at listen to this while you should. Um, we post clips three times a week. But the amount of love I've been getting on our Instagram page has been amazing. People have been DMing me, leaving comments, just asking about how the process works and other podcasters looking, looking at me for help, which is amazing because like, I've been doing this podcasting shit for all of eight months now and I've been taking it seriously for all of four. But just recently, I've really kicked it into like another gear with like editing the audio, posting the clips. So it's only been like, 30 30 days I've been doing this for. And the fact that I can inspire other people to like want to step their content up to the next level where even people want to come to me and ask for help is amazing. And like, if you're a young podcaster out there and you want help, don't be afraid to DM me. Like, DM the podcast page and listen to this while you shit. and I will give you all the information I have. I can tell you everything that I know because I want to see us all. win. I want to see us all get a bag, and I want to see the field be stronger because when the field is stronger, that means the game is stronger. And if everybody's getting to a bag, that means these companies will start shilling out ships to smaller podcasters. The bag is there to be getting. I want all of us to get the bag. Since I'm talking about the Instagram, this week on Instagram, um, at listen to this while you shit, I posted a clip of a topic I did on last week's podcast about Meek ducking Quilly Mills. If you don't know who Quilly Mills is, Quilly Mills is a local Philly rapper who has been sending shots at Meek for the last three, four months. He's dropped about maybe three diss tracks. Meek has said nothing about it. And I only talked about it on in The Pod because Meek actually last week tweeted out that him and the mother of his child will be co-parenting. When Quilly has been doing nothing but dissing his man. Like disrespecting him. Not just sending diss songs, but disrespecting him. And you hop on Twitter to tell us that you and the mother of your child are going to co-parent I didn't need to know that. I do need to know how the fuck you feel about Quilly fucking calling you a bitch, basically. So I decided to talk about it on my platform, which I have a right to do. And everybody who saw the actual post had the right to leave a comment, which they did. They left a lot of comments. At the time I'm recording this, I believe the video has about, I think, 18,000 views. I could be more or less. And around 69 comments and 69 likes. Nice. A lot of interaction on that post. Which I wasn't necessarily expecting to get that much interaction as it did, but it got a lot. And a lot of the interaction was just people dissing me. So what I want to do, I want to take the time to actually read some of the comments people left disrespecting me the first comments not one of the first one of the comments that got disrespecting me was first of all quilly was never tough cracking the fuck up why would me go back and forth with a junkie quilly wants to be seen so bad to stand up after that downfall the video of him dipping off his shit which i can't find i've been looking for but i can't find it he will never be recognized we don't give a fuck next is how she ended that uh message that hurt a little bit somebody said Bro, is you even from Philly? Quilly is dead weight out here. If you're not from Philly, y'all got to stop dickying, boy, like that. Uh, I assure you, young man, I am 100% from Philadelphia. My accent may not be the thickest. That is because I'm doing something called cold switching. Because there are people who are listening to this podcast who are not from Philadelphia. And if I got up here full of Philadelphia slang, they would not understand half the shit I'm saying. So I'm trying to make sure that my audience can grow. Another guy said, stop dickying. And also, you forgot to mention game beans and AR app. Don't disrespect me and then help me make my point stronger. I didn't like that one because like he disrespected me, but then was actually like being kind of supportive. Like he kind of like helped me bolster my point. Like, yo, he basically said, stop dicky and pussy. And then also was like, hey, but also, if you want to like make your point stronger, you should bring these people into account. And I was like, ah. One of my favorite comments I got this week, one of my favorite comments was, Oh, I get it. This dude clearly want to get on, so the homie's piping. Way to support. But Meek ain't looking at them dudes. He looking past them. He on some NBA-type time. Strug emoji. Shit is so funny. I look at the page of the comment I just read. That page has nothing but a picture of a seven-year-old. So when I recently read the comment, I thought a seven-year-old left that comment. But in honor of those Dream Chasers being so mad, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to talk about Meek again. I'm going to ask this question. Just one question. And if anybody can answer successfully, I will cash app you $5. Just DM the podcast page and listen to this while you shit. Can somebody tell me which dream chaser has actually caught their dream? First of all, the dream chasers did not become a label until 2019. So all those niggas that Meek was just giving DC chains was gifts, gifts, donations. (laughs) Meek was just buying a whole bunch of grown men jewelry. So let's look at the actual Dream Chasers roster. According to Wikipedia, which I know isn't a real source, so don't leave that comment. I know it isn't a real source, but Wikipedia seems to be the only place that's actually keeping account of the Dream Chasers roster, okay? The roster goes as follows: Chino, O'Melli, Cowboy, Young Roe, Young Blue, Baby Cartier Eye, EKT40, Tifa, and T Grizzly. No, I did not start making up names in the middle. Those are actual names of actual rappers who are assigned to Dream Chasers. Funny thing is. The- music isn't half bad for most of those dudes. I actually listened to about two, three songs for each artist because I didn't want to get on this podcast and just slander those niggas. The guy EKT40 actually has a song where he racked about shooting one of his friends when he was 16 years old and doing jail time. The song isn't half bad, but that's not my point. So let's take a deeper dive into this Wikipedia list of rappers, okay? So let's see. Chino, ride bike. He rides bikes. Like, I looked up on YouTube everywhere I could find. I couldn't find one song from Chino. Somebody gonna leave in the comments a song from him? Sure, do it. I couldn't find one. O'Melly, that's just me cousin. He don't count. That's family. That's like if I start a label and then you see fucking Ja that's my brother that nigga don't count he don't rap he just there and then we got t grizzly t grizzly is not signed to dream chasers t grizzly is signed to 300 via atlanta records he's not a dream chaser well he may he may chase his dreams but he's not signed to dream chasers so let's look at this mekaz has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven rappers signed to his label and now one of them from philly most of these niggas are from the south and i believe one of them is from chicago but so much talent in the city and all he gotta do is go through marlissa monet's youtube and find it shit i did that and here go a few names i found we got leaf war mayor 220 heem soster Gene 1000 Wahana deke g19 side note those say slide niggas actually tried to video my apartment but none of those niggas that meek signed are philly niggas here go six niggas i just named that he could sign so i'm gonna ask again who from Dream Chasers has actually caught their dreams? And besides, any rapper that sounds to rappers out of their fucking mind. I thought we got past that in hip hop. I just had to do that because I know I'm going to make Meek fans mad again. And guess what? I had a lot of fun reading those comments this week because niggas were genuinely mad at me. Like, I did something wrong. All I did was state my opinion, and niggas was, like, making fun of me. Me and Karen was actually making jokes this week. I thought one of the chasers was going to see the video and put a green light on me like academics. I thought they was going to green light me like academics, and I was going to put academics.
2: When you say green lighting, I send that to the police. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, yo, are you
0: green lighting? Wait, Meek Mill just told me in front of the world I'm greenlit? Okay, here's a cop. Hey, Meek Mill, that's his account, that's his people. Did you say I'm greenlit? I would've did that shit. Because no, I'm not beefing with the Dream Chasers. I'm not beefing with Tifa. Suck my dick. I'm cool. On to my favorite segment on this podcast things i learned on twitter this week this week netflix announced that they are bringing some classic souls to netflix moesha the game sister sister girlfriends the parkers half and Half, one-on-one will all be on netflix by october 2020 and while the rest of black twitter was rejoicing in happiness i realized i'm not as excited as everyone else You may be saying, how can you hate black people and black women and black culture? Calm down. It is not that deep. I'm just not excited for these shows to be on Netflix for a few reasons. Number one, I feel like the timing of this announcement is very disingenuous. I feel like it smells a little bit of, hold on, hold on. me, you smell that? Yeah, it smells a little bit pandery in here. That's what it smells like to me. For years, people have been begging for these shows to be on Netflix. But Netflix only decides to put these shows up after the recent resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement. A lot of companies have been participating in this performative bullshit. It's like these companies realized that black people existed 60 days ago. And their first thought once they realized that was, How can we get the niggers money? This is just a play to have black people on the side of Netflix. And if I wanted to go deeper, Red Pill, Deep State, this is a ploy to keep the black people Populists distracted during election season. Stay woke, my brothers and sisters. But in all seriousness, you have to ask yourself, why now? Netflix is a business and there has to be some type of business strategy behind this. And if you're saying, dumb, just be happy there are black shows on Netflix now. That brings me to my second point. Make new black shows. Not necessarily black shows, but shows that are black. Create more black stories and not black for white people like that show Black as Fuck or uh, On My Block. Shows that are exclusively for black people. Shows that use African-American vernacular correctly and not shoehorn words like on fleek into unnecessary senses. i love my fair share of white shows i love the office but i'm tired of having to learn about white shit fuck that i don't want to have to watch black shows from 15 20 years ago fuck that there are so many black writers directors cinematographers out there if netflix really wanted to prove how woke they were they would hire some of these black creatives but instead they go buy black shows from two decades ago i get it these shows are shows that you love as a kid and it brings back nostalgia but wouldn't it be so much better if new creators got a chance to see their come up netflix gives two seasons in a movie to so every white guy named kyle fresh out of film school is there not enough money in the budget to support a black director a black writer a black cinematographer support black businesses And my final reason why i'm not excited about these shows i just never liked them these aren't some of my favorite black shows to be honest i never like sitcoms i think that any show with the lat track think their audience is dumb and they have to tell you where a joke is this is why most sitcoms of modern times have abandoned the fucking laugh track but the only show with a laugh track that i have ever loved in my whole entire life is my wife and kids michael cowell is the best tv dad of all time argue you with your mother but netflix didn't add that the bernie Mac show is possibly the funny sitcom in the history of american television Letting the legend Bernie Mac talk directly to us, America, was the smartest choice the show could have possibly made. But that didn't make the cut. My dad bought me the Everybody Hates Chris box sets for Christmas one year. In my first few thumb sessions, that was the background noise. To this day, I still find myself being as cheap as Julius. But Netflix did not add that. All these shows that I just named are better than the selection that we're actually getting. Netflix probably brokered a deal with CW to get the OUPN backlog. I get it. But if they wanted to add black shows, there are young black creators they could have hired. And there are better old black shows if they wanted to play on our nostalgia. This is just lazy, performative bullshit. And I get it. You like Sister Sisters. You like one-on-one. But don't fall for the trap, brothers and sisters. Stay woke. I'm not that woke, because I think it's funny. On to something I learned on Twitter this week that I thought was interesting conversation. Uh, first of all, Jess Hilarious has been in hot water in the Twitter streets for a very long time now. Like, Twitter pretty much turned on her. But to be fair, she was never that funny. But this past week, she made a sketch making fun of the Meg Thee Stallion situation of her getting shot on her foot. So I'm going to play this video, and afterwards we're going to talk about it.
3: Last week, Meg The Stallion was shot. The toe. Leading suspect is Tori Lanes. Other suspect, Tariq St. Patrick. To further our investigation, we're going to do a reenactment of the incident. Given all the details that we were given for this investigation, our social media sources puts Tori about here. And that puts the gun here. So that's gonna put Megan about here and her foot about there. Now, even if there were some type of argument or quarrel between the two, given Tori's past with AIM, we know he doesn't have any. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand if you are an angered man and a woman that you want is getting out of the car, you're not gonna shoot the bitch in the tail. That's what I want you to know. If you're trying to stop a bitch from leaving, you actually would shoot a bitch in the toe, Yeah. Okay, we're gonna edit this. Never mind. Never mind. Now, when the bullet first struck Megan, I can only imagine how she felt. No, if you've never been shot before, you don't know her pain. Okay, and I imagined that the sound that was produced when she felt the hot metal was of this. Ah. Hey. Ah. Oh.
0: That shit not funny. Like, it's not funny. I just played a minute 30 of that. It's about 30 seconds more going to that video. It's not funny. It's just not a funny video. And that's my problem. I'm never going to tell people. I'm never going to limit anybody's freedom of speech. I'm never going to tell you that you can't make a joke. Because as a comedian, you got to shoot shots. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's offensive. That's how comedy goes this is how it works but that joke isn't funny so when it's not funny it's offensive when you do stand up and a joke bombs or a joke is offensive usually what happens is the crowd goes silent so that tells you not to go on anymore that says this joke is not good don't keep doing this joke different between stand up and instagram comedy is you won't know the joke is not funny until people in the comments tell you the joke is not funny until somebody screen records it put it on twitter and they tell you it's not funny a billion times but by then it's too late the joke is already on the internet it already lives in the ether and you can't take it back so i don't blame just hilarious for making this joke or maybe i do just a little bit and here's why she should have read the room not in this climate is the pain or suffering of black women ever going to be funny it could be an argument to be made that it's never funny But I think that pain and suffering is a part of comedy, and that's how it goes. Most comedy comes from pain. That's how it works. Comedians are tortured souls who get on stage and make people laugh because they hate themselves, and the only way they feel good about themselves is to make other people laugh. So that's a part of comedy. But in this climate, you cannot make fun of a black woman's pain. And Jess Hilarious being a black woman, she should know this. She, of all people, should not have got on that stage and made that joke. This is not the time, Jess. I'm not here to limit your free speech. I'm not here to tell you that you shouldn't make jokes like this anymore. What I'm here to tell you is read the room. Read it. Because if you read the room and realize the climate that we're in, you never post this video. And I'm not on this podcast talking about you. People on Twitter is not reposting this video to the point it gets on my timeline. And my timeline is mostly jokes. And I see it. And I had to go, well, this is just bad. I don't want to be on this podcast telling comedians what's not funny. I don't want to be on this podcast telling rappers that their raps aren't good. But sometimes you got to do that because this joke is not funny. It's just, it's just not funny. It's just not funny. And she wouldn't have known it was funny until people said it was funny. But that means the people in her group, the person that recorded this video, was just like, nah, I like this. Because somebody recorded this video for her. The person that recorded this video should have been like, hey, sis, you sure you won't post this one? You sure this one is the one you won't go with? Like, you sure you don't want to, like, make another video today? Because if my homie was like, be like, bro, can you shoot this video for me? And this was the video we started recording. I'm like, bro, you sure that this is the video you want to make today? Like, this one just seems not right right now. Like, I think it's, I think it's like not, like, the, it isn't, like, the one punchline in the joke is the, uh, the noise that Meg would have made. It would it have sounded like.
3: Was of this. Ah, hey, ah, oh.
0: That's not a bad joke. It's not a, it's not a bad joke. It's actually, it's, it's a pretty good joke. It's hard to justify it because I know it's wrong. But the joke itself isn't a bad joke. Like, in context of what the skit is, Meg does make those little before a song. And if, if, like, you were to be hurt, you go, ah, ooh, ah. Like, I get it. Like, it makes, it's, it's a funny joke, but not in this climate. I should not have to be telling a comedian what's funny or not, but I feel like I have to it's my it's my it's my duty as a social commenter to tell people when they're wrong and she's wrong in the situation. so just hilarious, think before you post, read the room and think before you post next time, please, please or not cause I don't really give a fuck. I'm just saying period comedians think before you post. Also, things I learned on Twitter this week. I saw this video from Kanye that I want to react to. So, I'm going to play this clip, too, and we're going to talk about this some more. So, let me play this Kanye clip. What do you say to people
2: <laughs> that say you, turn, you turned your back on the culture
4: or Exactly. 100%. People? I have turned my back on the idea of victimization mentality. We are locked up. We went from one and four. We went from one and four to one and three. But we always pointing at... The white people, but yet we want to spend all of our money on foreigns. We want to spend all our money on luxury as opposed to going and buying some land. America is for sale and there's a lot of barren land. Disney bought a lot of it in Florida, but the culture has you focused so much on fucking somebody bitch and pulling up in a foreign and rapping about Things that could get you locked up and then saying you about prison reform Mm. like it's bro we brainwashed out here bro come on man this is a free man
0: that last line of rapping my shit is going get you locked up and then talk about prison reform obvious shot at mcmill that's an obvious shot at me i think that if you think it's not a shot i don't know what the fuck you're talking about the idea that kanye isn't about victimization like i i By the way, that is not the word. That is not the word. The word is victim mentality. Victimization mentality. Whatever the fuck he said, that's not it. Kanye meant to say victim mentality mentality. I get it. Kanye doesn't live his life being a a victim. I get it. I understand that. I don't live my life being a victim as well, but that doesn't mean that we aren't victims. Okay, Kanye? This is what you got to understand. Just because you want to live your life and you don't want to think about the troubles that our people go through, doesn't mean our people aren't going through those struggles. Doesn't mean that doesn't happen to our people on a daily basis, Kanye. You have to understand this. Our people are victims. Our people are victims of red lighting. Our people are victims of the industrial prison system. Our people are victims of being killed by the police. Our people are victims. So even though you live your life not being a victim doesn't mean that we're not victims. That's a concept I had to get into my head as well. Because I don't walk around being mad at the white man for my problems. Doesn't mean that I shouldn't be. Doesn't mean that I don't have the right to be. We are victims, Kanye. And also he says something where like, we want to buy thorns and cars and clothes instead of buying land Kanye, let me tell you why it is something called sunday's best this is an idea that goes back to slavery when we were slaves our slave owners would take us to church only time where we would ever put on our good clothes was when we went to church the phrase cleanliness is next to godliness is right in line with there we feel our best when we're in our best clothes because we have nothing We show when we have a little something by our material possessions. A rich man will never have to wear a whole bunch of fancy clothes because he actually owns things. But we don't own anything, Kanye. So we must show our little bit of success on our bodies, on our wrists, by the cars we drive, Kanye. It's not that hard of a concept. America is for sale. It is. But we don't make enough money to buy any of it, Kanye. There is a wage gap in America. The size of Niagara Falls. The rich is on one side, the poor is on the other side. Guess who make up most of the poor? Us, Kanye. So because you are a one percenter and you hang around these rich people and that's how they talk, doesn't mean all of us live this extravagant lifestyle. We have an opportunity to buy land because we don't, Kanye. We are not afforded the same opportunities, Kanye. Why is this so hard to understand, Kanye? Those are two videos I saw this week on Twitter, and I was like, wow, I guess I won't have actually think pieces to write. I'll just have videos to play, and I can just give you my reaction that I had when I watched it. That will conclude this week's things I learned on Twitter last week. Now to a topic that my homie JP actually told me right about weeks ago. Weeks ago, uh, if you don't know JP, I did an episode with him last week is called the tip of the iceberg go listen to that it's the episode literally after this one so if you scroll down a little bit tip of the iceberg i want to talk about dating in the quarantine so when quarantine first began the meme of quarantine bay was created in america we are several months into a quarantine with no signs of ever being fully open again so i want to talk about what it's like dating in the quarantine first thing you should know about dating in the quarantine is that the person you're going to be with should be somebody you actually like and that's not as obvious as it sounds because sometimes we date people for the amenities. We date people for the perks and what they can do for us instead of how they make us feel. And if you're stuck in a house all day, every day with somebody, that person can do absolutely nothing for you. You guys can't go out. That guy can't really buy you things because there's no new income coming in. So only thing you guys will be doing is sharing ideas. You will be spending a lot of time on the phone, or in some cases, a lot of time in a house together if you guys do share a living space, talking about all sorts of things. No topic should be off the table. It is important that you learn how this person thinks if you're gonna spend all day with them. Nine times out of 10, both of you will be out of work. And if not one, Both of you will be working at home or one or the other. So either way, you'll have more time for each other than usual. In a normal adult relationship, one or both people will be at work for at least eight hours a day. So the only talking that will occur is a few texts here and there just to update each other. But if both of you are home all day, things can be congested. This brings me to my second point. Give each other space. If you follow step one, you are dating someone you really like, then you will want to talk to them all day. You want to be in this person's space every chance you get, but that can be annoying. I want to present the concept called relationship fatigue. It's the idea of wanting to be with someone still, but not wanting to talk to them due to over communication. If you want your quarantine bay to become your outside bay, you have to give them their space. A tree can't grow if there's no sun, a person can't grow if they're always being smothered. It's nothing wrong with wanting to be around your person but there is something wrong if there isn't enough space my mama told me leave her alone give her a chance to miss you i think that goes for everybody regardless of gender or sexual orientation because if you're always on top of each other petty fights and arguments are bound to happen you may not really be mad at the person but the fact that they are always there you may misdirect your anger at them petty fights aren't good for anybody and for my last point be creative If you follow step one and you found somebody you really like and follow step two and give them space, when it's time for y'all to spend time together, make it worthwhile. If you don't live together, sending a Netflix party link and watching shows together is super easy. All you have to do is make sure they have the chrome extension and the boom. You don't have to one, two, three, play anymore. And if you live together, make your house a movie theater. Get some shitty snacks and watch shitty movies all day. Here's a freebie. Watch Pimp by Kiki Palmer, the movie that came out a few years ago. It's hot garbage, but you'll have so much fun watching it. You can't go out to eat or do anything fun, so be creative. Go to Walmart and people watch. Of course, we're a mask and socially distance, but the characters inside of a Walmart are better than any sitcom. And while you're at that Walmart, pick us some snacks and go to your local park or riverfront and have a picnic. I know it sounds corny, but you are outside the house. If you're a straight man, your significant other will be so happy that they get to take picnic pictures. It's a win-win. Just because you're quarantining doesn't mean you can't go outside. You just have to follow the rules. And if we ever have to go into quarantine, to complete lockdown again, here's a few things that you can do to keep you and your quarantine bay from ripping each other's throats out. So, JP, that was for you. Um, quarantine dating is hard. It's hard. I've been quarantined dating this whole time, and these are just a, a few things that me and my significant other has practiced to keep our dating fresh and vibrant and not just stale. So, but we... But I'm definitely inside of a toxic relationship, so maybe I'm not the right guy to talk to talk about this shit. And now, for this week's whole story. Let me sit back, because I like to sit back when I tell these, because it's like, for feel like an like like old head kicking gang to my young books. Hey, at least to me, young book. I fought a lot of bitches in my life. A lot of nasty bitches, a lot of good looking bitches. A lot of fat bitches, a lot of skinny bitches. But, a lot of bitches nonetheless. So, here's a story all about how I got my dick thrown up on. So, (laughs) one of my homeboys, he was getting had from the neighborhood fat girl. If you don't have a neighborhood fat girl, you should get to find your neighborhood fat girl because... I'm not saying all fat girls give head and all of them want to suck dick because I'm not saying that. And, I, I'm not, and I'm not saying that all fat girls like to suck dick or even want to suck your dick. I'm saying that there is 100% a neighborhood fat girl in your neighborhood that likes to suck dick and want to suck dick. Not all of them, but there is one. You just have to find her. So my homie, he was getting head for the neighborhood fat girl. And he told me about it. He was like, "Yo, bro, hair go crazy. It's stupid. as nuts." I said, "Oh, word." He said, "Yeah, bro." He was like, "Yeah, bro. Such and such was getting hair from before me. He told me about her." I said, "Word." She giving it up like that. He was like, "Word." I was like, "Bro, what's her number?" He was like, "Nah, bro. I'm gonna give you her Instagram. You gotta DM her. Say no more." I got her Instagram. I start chatting her up. Bada bada ba. I found out she lived literally round the corner from me i was like oh this is perfect i ain't got walked walk too far amazing amazing perfect so first time i go over to her crib i get i get a nice little dicky sucky it go nuts it go stupid it's a good dicky sucky i call my man i was like yo bro i got one he was like bro you just got one i was like yeah i just got one he's like bro i just got one i was like wait what she <laughs> you telling me that she doubled up on dicks she went my dick and then your dick back to back. He was like, yeah, bro. I was like, damn, she going crazy. She she a glizzy guzzler. So. <laughs> so. That happens. I call my man. We talk about it. She a glizzy guzzler. I'm trying to get the next joint because I'm horny. I happened this it. about, I was maybe like 18, 19 years old at the time. I'm like, nah, I'm going back again. But this time she was like, you can't come to my house, my people home. I was like, don't even worry about it. I got the basement, Say slide. It's like, all right, when you want me to slide? I was like, I don't know, around like 12. So she slid over around like 12, right? I was living in my grandma's basement at the time. In my grandma's basement, it was no lights down there. Like during the nighttime, the only light that, the only light that was down there was for my TV. So it would just be dark in there all the time. Like so, women women will come over and be like, "Can you turn on the lights?" I'm like, "I can turn up the TV brightness. That's all I can do. Like, I can't turn on lights. I can turn up the TV brightness." Funny story is, my grandma actually got lights in that basement as soon as I moved out. She's a petty motherfucker, but she coming over. She was like, "Can you turn up the? Can you turn on lights?" I'm like, "Ain't no lights," which is I never I never was mad at the no lights because that either meant that. She was going to leave immediately because she felt uncomfortable, which I wasn't going to make her stay. I was like, I get it. You want me to walk you to the bus stop or whatever? Or she was going to get nastier quicker. She was one of the latter. She got nastier quicker. Right, so I'm filling on her big fat girl tits. I'm, I'm mauling on them johns ma 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 ma, ma. sucking them titty, ma ma, 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 ma ma I'm like, yo, grab my dick. She grabbed my dick, jerking that thing, jerk, jerk, jerk. And then I was like, yo, suck that dick. She was like, mm-hmm. Start guzzling that thing, <sighs> doing her thing on that john right? She deep throwing, she deep throwing that shit. She kept saying, stop. I just ate. I just ate. I was like, okay, so what? She was like, no, stop. So I kept I kept making her deep throw it because I didn't know what that meant. In hindsight, I should have stopped, but I didn't know what that meant. Like she did, she didn't say y'all I was gonna throw up. She was just like, "Yo, stop! I just ate." I didn't know, so I'm keep making her deep throat it. She deep throat it too deep one time. Next thing you know, throw up on my dick, and I'm looking at it like. This is throw up on my penis. And it wasn't like just liquidly throw up. It was chunky throw up because she just ate. Like she just ate food. So I got I got like fucking McDonald's fries hanging on my dick. And here's when I knew I was disgusting nigga. I was like, do it again. <laughs> I was like, do that shit again. She's like, you like that? I was like, do it again. So now she's trying to make herself throw up on a dick. And she did it she threw up on a dick twice <laughs> and like so we finished we finished at the we finished at the after as she threw up on the deck and like now i just got throw up on my basement floor and like it smell like throw up down here now cuz the bitch cuz she threw up like like she threw up and i'm like hey what the fuck I'm putting carpet freshener down. She's like, You gonna vacuum now? I'm like, I'm gonna vacuum in the morning. I can't see, ain't no lights. I'm gonna just put the carpet freshener down now. So when I wake up tomorrow, I can vacuum. She's like, oh, Okay, I'm sorry. I was like, I mean, I kind of told you to do it the second time. You shouldn't be sorry. Like, I kind of asked for it. <laughs> She's like, All right. So I walk her back back home around the corner. I come back home. And now I just, my thread, shut up, throw up in my basement. I call my man, I tell my man, yo, bro, she just sucked me off. Then he goes, bro, you just got your dick sucked? I was like, yeah, he's like, me too. I was like, how the fuck she did this? How the fuck she sucking both our dicks in in both minimal time? Like, how was she doing this shit? So that was a story of how I got my dick threw up on. It was actually, wasn't that bad. I actually enjoyed it a, a, a little bit. <laughs> Not a little bit, a lot of bit. Hey, but you know the fucking vibes. Hey, man. (laughs) Hey, man. (laughs) Woo! They must have forgot I could rap, huh? These niggas must have forgot. They must have. They must have forgot. So. Today's song of the week is a song called Mobbing Music by me, Dom Sharp, by my homeboy, Cameron, produced by my homeboy, Dior Knights. This is a song of my homies, Cameron, 3P-E-P, it's three songs, go cop this shit now. Hey, this my shit. I fuck with this shit, nigga.
2: Man, I popped up with my niggas mobbed up. Chop crack and shad like a motherfucking lobster. Nigga think he drape, but he ain't no doctor. Fuck all your list if Domo don't top it. I'm not hot. She shot hot top, eat, dressed in all black, But that bitch ain't no, no god deep. Deep. Nigga, then she want to smoke with nigga, come and try eat I ain't never sweated like I'm always dressed in dry feet Got my dick in her jaws like I'm rich or dry got Gobble up the dick, now that bitch got the itis She belong to the streets, don't say she my bitch She belong to the block, don't say she my bitch, my bitch that bitch belong to the block She gave me cutting not talking about Scott If I shoot my shot, it's, it's a heckler heck in cash. cash Hop on my cock to get up one more notch Knock, knock, knock Bring the smoke to your doorstep I got a grip on the game like some forceps They treat in size, I don't trust them like 4X I'm on the forefront, aim at your forehead I'm up all night, I've been plotting about more bread Way too much stress on my brain, I need more head She got no waist in that good goodbana corset My bitch look just like a Da Vinci portrait I make it milk, make it come down her leg uh. Said he hard body, we crack him like eggs uh. He want his bitch back, that boy better beg uh. He want his bitch back, that boy better beg uh. yeah, I just popped up, he think he a mobster Hitting him in his noodle, now we see he's an imposter Tryna get this cake up, uh. yeah, that boy was a chunk, we gon' put him in a locker. I just, yeah, hey, yeah. I just popped up yeah, yeah, hey. I'm a pop ya yeah. Call me Pop Star Yo be calling me Papa Papa
0: Nigga Come on! Y'all must have forgot I was a rapper before I started. Y'all must have forgot I was a rapper before I was a potter. <laughs> Y'all must have forgot that I was a rapper before I was a potter. Nigga. Listen, I'm Harry Potter now. But I was Anthony Bars! Bars, nigga. Nah, but in all honesty, go cop that. Uh, go get that. It's in your phones right now. 3P Cameron. Um, actually, if you um following me, if I if if you follow Instagram page at Listen to this while you shit. If you click on the story, I will post the Apple Pod, the not the Apple Podcast, the Apple Music link onto my story. So. Go do that, because his name actually is kind of hard to find. It's Cameron, C-A-M-E-R-N. It's hard to find. So if you find it, good. But if you don't, I'll post a link onto my Spotify, onto my uh, podcast page. But... This has been another episode of the Listen to This Why You podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, the only podcast that encourages you to listen to why you Should, the fastest-growing podcast in the history of podcasts. Do not Google that. There is a fact, though. Who are you going to believe, nigga, me or Google? They're mining your data right now. Be afraid of them, niggas. I have been your host, Dom Sharp. There are two things in this world every human has, opinions and assholes. I so happen to be an asshole with an opinion. Thanks for listening.
4: this popped
0: up. Well, thank you for listening to that whole podcast. You are appreciated. You are a gem, and I love you. And if you made it through that whole podcast, do me one more favor. Well, actually, three more favors. Go over to my Instagram page at listen to this while you shit. Give us a follow. Go over to our Twitter page. Listen and shit. Give us a follow, and if you had the time left over, if you only if you had the time, go over to our Apple Podcast page and leave us a rating review. Tell us why you like the podcast or why you hate the podcast. Either way, I want to know. Give us a one star or five star. You let us know and tell me why, so I can improve based off your review and I can get better. Only way I'm ever gonna get better if you tell me why I suck. So thanks for listening.